I remember at past time sharing with you some of my notes from seminary in, I had multiple scripture classes and I was blessed to be able, where we do something in seminary called exegesis, where you, not Jesus, exegesis. Um, it's, it's a study in scripture where you go line by line and you analyze it. And I had shared this passage before, but I came across something online that really grabbed my attention. Usually I just kind of flip through these things online. Okay, that's, all, that's good. But this one was, uh, was, was really powerful by a Brian Canick from Catholic Exchange. And I wanted to point out a few things that were, um, I think, very powerful about this passage. Um, adding to some things that I've already said about this, and I wanted to add a few things new uh, from my own observation and prayer. But anyway, you know, as our world faces uh, de-dollarization and uh, economic uncertainty, it has to remind us that everything in this world is fleeting. Um, you know, and it's not just money. Um, praise, power, awards, degrees, promotions, um, these are all fleeting. These are rewards that are tentative. Only in heaven does something last. So Jesus is telling us to build our treasure there. Now, <clears throat> Brian points out that there's one idea to contemplate that everything we do, everything we do that has value in the eyes of God gains eternal merit, reward, and glory in heaven for all eternity. Now, he doesn't say this, but I add to it likewise. Unfortunately, the negative we do can also lead to eternal loss. And so this is important. Basically, from moment to moment, we have the ability to make deposits into our heavenly bank account. Every time you do a good work or deed or act of love, it's like making a deposit into this. And here you've heard me say this. This was not in the article. But you make a deposit into this eternal, it's the treasury of grace. And it's beautiful because as you make these deposits when times are good, maybe donations or acts of love or, or whatever it might be, or fasting, prayer, almsgiving, then when you're in need of grace, you make a withdrawal. Lord, my little child is sick, please. Please, I, I, we need grace to persevere through this and not despair. And so it's really, it's a powerful, this treasury of grace is powerful. And uh, how do we know that it's true? Because Jesus says, we just read it, um, in Matthew 6.20, build up treasure for yourselves in heaven. Now, many people, we work, I was one of them when I had my own business, uh, we work hard in this world to build up as much wealth as possible. And that's not bad, being prudent about the future. This is not bad. Money is not the source of all evil. The inordinate love and hoarding of it and selfishly guarding it and never being charitable with it, that, that's what's wrong. Now, when I was in my, had my business, of course, I checked my bank accounts daily. You know, our deposits, our withdrawals, there's nothing wrong with that. I did that daily. 
And so if we're going to do that, should we not work even more diligently for what endures forever, the true wealth? And the answer is yes. Now, but how? How do we build that treasure in heaven? Jesus gave the answer to St. Faustina. Again, here I'm adding to this article. It wasn't in there, but it's powerful. Jesus told St. Faustina in paragraph 742, works of mercy, word, deed, and prayer. He told her this. This is how we build it up. Each little action, each kind word, every little nice deed, even holding the door for a stranger, every prayer, every sacrifice that we do in our mortal lives is recorded. It's recorded. In each passing moment, God, this article says, like time stamps an eternal recording of every good thing we do. And then all the near-death experiences tell us that this is true because everybody who's had a near-death experience and come back to life has said, it is true. Your life passes before you. It flashes before your eyes and you will see everything in one instant. This is a measure by which God will judge us. How do we know this? The Bible tells us it's called the book of life. St. John says, also, and this is from Revelation 20, verse 12. Also, another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the, de the dead were judged by what was written in this book. Father, what are you Catholics saying? We're not, it's not works that's going to get us to heaven. Not works of the law, of course not. But works of love, of course we need that. And this says it, Paul, or uh, um, um, John, a book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged by what was written in the book, by what they had done. It's right there. Revelation 20, verse 12. The book of life is like a balance sheet of our lives. Every good deed, bad deed, good word, bad word is recorded. Now... You want to clean up that balance sheet, get to confession. That's the beauty. You know, Jesus speaks of this negative debt. Don't think, well, he only records the positive. Jesus mentions the negative will have to be accounted for. How do we know that? Go to Matthew 12, 36. I was just reading this this morning. I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will render an account of every careless word they utter right there in the Bible. This, in a way, should shock us to watch what we say and do at any given moment and to try not to stumble. And if we do, go for forgiveness to confession. You know, what Jesus died for, we're attacked as Catholics. And you're saying Jesus didn't do it all on the cross. Jesus did everything on the cross for redemption for the forgiveness of sins. But we have to do our part to cooperate with that grace. Yes, we only get to heaven by grace, but we gotta cooperate with that grace. And we cooperate with our word, deed, and prayer, all in love of God. Unrepentant mortal sin that's left on that balance sheet, 
guess what, everybody? You'll forever be in the red. For eternity, you'll have to be repaying that debt. That is the loss of a soul. That is hell. You do not want to die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin because there forever you will have to pay that back in eternal loss. And so this is what we want to avoid. So it's very clear, if every careless word is recorded and accounted for, the good news is, so is every good word or deed or act of love. When we realize that everything we do, and no matter how small, has eternal weight, it's a motivation for us. God knows this. If you say a rosary, realize that the time you spent will never be taken away. It will be recorded in the book of life. Don't think you're wasting your time. You're building your treasure. If you pray the chaplet, Friday, today, try to fast. Remember, we're not to eat meat on Fridays, even outside of Lent. Now you can replace it with another form of penance if you eat meat. But it's good to try not to today. Or if you do a work of mercy, these can never be taken away from you, ever. They're there. As Jesus tells us, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. This is Revelation 22:12. To render to every man according to his works. Oh, but you Catholics, you're all about works. You, you don't read your Bible. Well, I just did read the Bible this morning. I just read Revelation 22:12. I come quickly and my reward is with me to render every man to render to every man according to his works. I don't know why we as Catholics are so attacked. It's right there in the Bible. And we're told constantly on those YouTube comments over and over and over, stop talking about works. Don't you read your Bible? Well, yeah, I am right here. Revelation 22, verse 12. Now, again, we're not talking about works of the law. We're talking about works of love. That's why the book of James. I got one yesterday tearing me apart. I have no idea what I'm talking about. That we are saved by faith alone. Actually, the Bible only mentions faith alone once. Did you know this? In the book of James, the Bible says you are not saved by faith alone, but by works of love. This is how God tells us. This is biblical. What about Matthew 25, the sheep and the goats? To those who fed me, gave me drink, in prison, they visited me. When I was naked, they clothed me. Welcome into the eternal love and kingdom of your father. Well done, good and faithful servant. But to those who didn't, he says, away with you into the eternal fire. Does that make it sound like works of love are not important? Yet we're constantly told they're not. Please don't abandon your Catholic faith. This is scriptural. So to finish, yes, it's true. Salvation is more than just a balance sheet's a balance sheet of good deeds versus bad deeds. It is more than that. It's not just gaining points. I admit that. But it is part of it. God's grace is what saves us, not our good works. Well, then, Father, why do we need good works? 
because that's how we cooperate with his grace. And so we don't know this as our, as our, in our Catholic teaching. We are saved by God's grace, this is true, but the way that you receive God's grace is to be properly disposed to receive it, just like in Holy Communion. You do not want to come up here to receive Holy Communion if you are in a state of mortal sin. You do not want to come up here to receive irreverently, chomping on gum. I had a person get very upset with me earlier in the year, I think it was January, February, they came up with knit gloves on and wanted to receive in the hand. Those particles are going to get caught up in that knit glove. Sorry, I'm not going to put our Lord in your knit glove. And so we have to cooperate so that we're properly disposed to receive our Lord. It's the same with his grace. We all get to heaven by grace, not our works. We all know that. But our works of love show that we are cooperating with that grace. That's the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Of course, faith in Christ, humility, love, and the sacraments. Yes, these are all essential. But what you do does matter. Works matter. Again, works of love, not works of the law. So how can we know that God pays attention to such small detail? How do we know that God actually does look at what we do? Well, in addition to what I just read you, Matthew 10, 30, I look this up and it says, even the hairs of your head are numbered. The heavenly father knows everything about you and what you have done. So if he counts the hairs, every hair, and I don't have much, I always cut my hair. How much more, if he counts every hair on my head, how much more does he notice all that we do out of love for him? This is a good point that was made in that article. Our perfect motivation should always be, yes, to strive to do things out of the love of God. We don't do good works to get recognized or honored. Love of God is the focus. However, we are fallen. And we know that we are also driven to some degree by selfishness and hope of reward. If you didn't get rewarded if you're an athlete with a trophy at the end, are you going to kill yourself training and sacrificing and, and practicing if there was no reward? It's human nature. And this is why we Catholics are attacked for trying to live works of love. It's human nature. Jesus knows this. He recognizes this. And so he encourages us to build up our spiritual treasure. This is what he does. This is real treasure. Not gold, but rather unimaginable light, joy, and holiness reflecting the glory of God, partaking in the beatific vision, and then glowing with light like Jesus did, we will do the same in heaven. You know, <clears throat> one of the things I, I learned when I did last week a talk on St. Anthony, and I'll finish with this because I thought it was really good. Um, there's so many miracles of St. Anthony. You'll find a talk I did is there on our YouTube channel from last Saturday. Uh, this Saturday, we'll be doing a talk tomorrow on wokeism. You could join us here in person. 
But last Saturday, I did a talk on St. Anthony, and I was, I was blown away. I'd always heard about some of the miracles, but not all of them. And one I had not heard about, many people have heard, I, I didn't, and I was doing research, was the man, the treasure of his heart. What happened, real quickly, and I'll finish with this, was St. Anthony was preaching at a funeral. And one of the things I think we have a tendency to do is canonize the person in the casket at every funeral. And that's dangerous because many souls have said after they've appeared to mystics that what they need is prayers, not to be canonized in the casket. And so we canonize the people, yet we don't pray for them, saying, you know, there's the reality of sin. They need our prayers. Well, anyway, St. Anthony was preaching at the uh, funeral of a man who was a moneylender. And he cheated a lot of people. And it was known, uh, St. Anthony knew this. And so St. Anthony announced at the, at the funeral not to bury this man in consecrated ground because he was in hell. And the family, you know, understandably, I guess, got upset. And so Anthony said, well, his heart's not even in his body. His heart is where his treasure was with his money, and the family got irate. And Anthony says his heart's not in his body. And so the family got so angry that they actually opened up his chest. <laughs> Things were done differently then. And they opened up his chest there at the funeral, and sure enough, his heart was gone. He had no heart. His heart was missing. Shortly afterwards, they were cleaning out his possessions and his belongings, and they found his treasure chest where he kept all his money. And they had a lock on it, and he had his treasure chest where he kept all his money. And they broke open the lock, and they opened up the treasure chest with all his money, and there was his physical heart. Where your heart is, or where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And so here was a man whose treasure was the money, and there his heart literally was. It wasn't with his body. It was in his treasure chest of cash. And so we see this message again. Money is not evil. We all need it. Every religious community in this world, every diocesan priest in this world needs funds to keep the lights on, food on the table, gas in the car to go do ministry. Um, there's nothing wrong with planning and building retirement. This is good. This is prudent. But we just have to keep it in perspective. We just have to keep it in perspective that God's reward in, he, in heaven is far greater. So on our way to building wealth, let us not forget the true wealth in heaven as St. Anthony taught us. God bless you. Hello, I'm Father Thaddeus Langton of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new podcast with Father Timothy Childers called Keeping It Marian. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Keeping It Marian on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. 
I want to share with you the riches of the charism of the Marian Fathers, which is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, how it touches our lives as consecrated priests and religious, and how this mystery can bear fruit in your life, especially by keeping the Word of God and pondering it in our hearts in imitation of our Blessed Mother. I hope you'll join us. Again, it's called Keeping It Marian. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.